Coming up are the highlights of the full episode. Hey, listener, I'm Eric Taylor. I'm here with a very special person from the Salon Republic Hair Game Podcast HQ. Introduce yourself, Sean. Hi, everyone. My name is Sean. I'm our social media manager, and I am so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Sean used to be a salon manager at Salon Republic, and we whisked him out of the salon, and we brought him here to HQ to produce amazing videos for Instagram and everything else. And that's exactly what he's been doing. There are some videos that you've dropped already, which are amazing. And it's so funny because the engagement is like 100x on the videos that you produce for everybody versus, you know, us uh, reposting and doing the same stuff, right? Okay, so let's, we can kind of drip, we can tease. I got Sean to agree to tease one of his videos. Uh, what's coming up? So we have a video coming up soon. It's so iconic, it's so funny, everyone can relate. And all I'm gonna say is that you should definitely tag your salon bestie. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my God, you're so coy. <laughs> you gave them nothing. Okay, so I've actually seen the video. It's comedy. You know, we got a couple hairdressers in one of our salons, Woodland Hills Salon? Valencia. At Valencia Salon. Um, I think it was two of our ladies and they went around the salon and Sean followed them filming and it was pure freaking comedy and fine that's all i'm gonna say either okay so that's gonna drop on tuesday right after this uh episode drops on monday so there you go so thank you very much sean you're doing an awesome job and guys go on there there's a there's other awesome original content that sean is producing he's a wealth of all sorts of, of creative ideas and stuff like that that i would never be able to come up with by the way Okay, so in other news, Salon Republic is dropping our first location in Orange County in Huntington Beach. It's right across from the beach. If you want more information, if you work in the area, go to salonrepublic.com. We're pre-leasing studios right now, and they are going. Uh, we started marketing it already, so check it out. Uh, also, Donovan is creating two new ways for people to consume the Hair Game podcast. We're going to start producing video versions of the podcasts so you can see uh, my guests and me interact and have fun. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. And soon to come, and Donovan may not even want me to drop this, but you guys will be able to come in to the video and actually write uh, questions and comments and stuff as we're recording, which is like a whole different level of amazing. Uh, and then also, uh, transcripts will be available on the website. If you're hard of hearing or you know you like to read, you can go to salonrepublic.com and read those coming up. Not yet, but I will definitely let you know when those are dropping. And last but not least, our podcast thrives on the feedback from you guys, the listeners. So please, if you have a moment, leave us a review or a rating on the Apple Podcast app or iTunes. Thank you, thank you very much. Now to my conversation with Angela Stevens. But yeah. tell me how you managed so quickly to go, you know, onto the set of movie or TV productions because th that's the stuff of dreams you know, from hairstylists all over the place is to show up in LA and start working with Beyonce. So, I mean, w was it just your connection to Kim? Yeah, it was primarily, you know, I always tell stylists, if you want to work in the industry, 
you're you sh- like and you say you want to move to California like don't move to Palmdale like that's not going to get you there <laughs> you know I literally set my sights on West Hollywood Beverly Hills salons because I wanted to go where a celebrity anybody you know is just going to walk in there at any moment of any day like it's it's not foreign to see you know Kiki Palmer at 7 a.m. like it's not foreign to see those people, they're regulars in that space. So you want to put yourself in an environment where what you're looking for is going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing. Like I, I, I applied to work with Elgin Charles. Mm-hmm. I applied, um, I met Kim Vo. He's, he became one of my mentors in that process. He was like, you could come here. Um, I, I connected with, um, the, it was a salon called Heroin Salon, and um, and I know the owner of that was on a popular TV show. So I was looking at the places that, you know, were in the mix. <laughs> so I think that's the main thing is if you want to be in the mix, go in the mix. But then, too, I was a seasoned hairstylist. I was already a platform artist. I had great mentorship in Chicago. So I wasn't coming to the table super green. Right. You had the skills. I, Right. So I, I came from having a full clientele and understanding like timing and healthy hair care practices. And, you know, of course, Kim's level of styling was like light years from mine, but I I could watch something once and understand like, OK, that's how you do that. So when it came to accepting these opportunities, I was I, I had already prepared myself for that based on how hard I was working already. So a lot of hairstylists listening to this are like, okay, I'm totally going to do this. I'm going to LA in two months. I'm going to drop my 250 clients and my six figure income. And I'm going to LA because I want to do that. What, what is the lifestyle like? Like what, what is the money like? What is a lifestyle like? Is it for everybody or I imagine it's unusual. It's not for everybody. Um, you honestly have to have really tough skin and you also have to be willing to just stay the course. Um, the amount I was making in Chicago, I did not make anywhere near that my first or second year in LA. And so sometimes I would fly home and I would work with my customers so that I could supplement my income because I wasn't necessarily making that as an, I was an assistant and then I was also, um, a hairstylist building a clientele, but I was on commission. So I was going from taking a hundred percent of my income home in Chicago. And while the services may have been cheaper, it was a hundred percent. Whereas in LA, the services were more, but I'm only taking home 40 or 50%. I can't remember what my mm-hmm. commission was plus taxes being taken out of that. Mm-hmm. And then when I was assisting, I was either doing trades, you know, just for the experience, or it would be like a 250 assistant rate, a $300, maybe $500 per day, per day assistant rate. And you're there for like 12 hours, you yeah. know, or prep days. Sometimes I wasn't paid for prep days, but I was, I was doing so much cool stuff. It took me a while to even think about like, let me charge for this. Let me charge for that. This, this generation now 
they want all their money. <laughs> it does not matter who you working with or when. Like, and I respect it, but then it's also like you miss you miss a lot of opportunity by by asking for income when you don't have the skill set. And so, even though I did have the skill set, I didn't have the experience, and I was okay with with getting whatever it was they were willing to give me and just get the experience. And it was, it was tough. It was hard. It was tough. I remember being exhausted a lot. I remember questioning like, dang, should I do this? Like, should I stay in it? But I'm, I'm so glad that I did. But I created the book and I wanted it to be basically like a love story to my younger self and also to a lot of kids now who don't necessarily see themselves in the spaces that they're in, whether they're in school or, you know, um, even at home, you know, sometimes kids are adopted, they're mixed, you know, they don't look like their parents. And so I wanted to create something that kids could relate to where they're like, wow, like, even though I don't see other people who have hair like mine, I can appreciate my hair because it comes alive and it does all these amazing things that I didn't know it could do. Mm. And so basically the book, we use metaphors of the hair being a person in a way to help children and families discuss, you know, textured hair in a more positive um, tone. So, you know, I use things like the same way we take naps, the hair, when, the hair takes naps when it's wet, mm-hmm. it re-energizes itself. Or the same way we drink water, the hair drinks natural oils. Mm. Or the same way we might be kind of moody, your hair is moody, and so you have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so by the end of the book, the little girl who was initially like, I want to hide my hair. I want to cover it up because it's not like yours or anybody else's in school. By the end of the book, she's like, wow, I want my hair to sing. I want my hair to have a good time. And the general message is like the more you get to know your hair, the same way, the more you get to know people, you understand how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And it makes your hair is happier, you know, once you take the time to get to know it. Right. That's beautiful. And, and, and so it's called hair. Is that right? Yeah, it's just called hair. Mm-hmm. And my illustrator, he, he suggested doing that because um, when we think of hair, a lot of times we think of straight hair. And so he wanted to just call it hair and put this big girl with bushy hair on the front to kind of reimagine what we initially think of when we think of hair. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so where do you, where can we, I know it's got a um, Instagram. What is the Instagram and where can you find it? So I self-published the book. So the Instagram is under my publishing company, which is Pretty Curls Club. Um, And then the book is available online. Almost everywhere books are sold, mainly Amazon. You know, Mm -hmm. we get everything from Amazon, but Mm -hmm. it's on Target.com, Walmart.com and BarnesandNoble.com also. That's amazing. And you can buy it directly from our site. So if you go to my site, either Angela C. Styles or Conscious Curls Hair, um, it's connected there as well. I had another difficult experience with my aunt um, when she first was undergoing chemo. And she didn't want to cut her hair off before it started to fall out. So by the time she came to me, she noticed that the hair was starting to come out. She said, I'll just stop touching it. 
So when I took her to the shampoo bowl, it slid off her head. Wow. Like all of it. And so that also was really hard for her and for me. I wasn't prepared. Um, we It wasn't really words that were happening. I just tried to do my best with like making her wig and like making her feel beautiful. But I think we both were like numb, you know, after experiencing like the hair just. Yeah sliding off her head so those two things i think were the hardest and you know i really try to be as understanding as possible when it comes to that because your hair you know is everything Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what this whole you know podcast is about is the hair game so Mm -hmm. like not having hair man it's really it's really something it's your identity. It's the, the yeah. identity for many people. And I know that that's my wife having recovered from bre- breast cancer recently. I know that that was a big concern for her was, uh, of course, yeah. the cancer is a big concern, the biggest, but losing your hair is a, a visual representation really of that concern. And they're different, right? There's It's different to know that you've got this thing, you're going to attack it, but you still look the same versus... You've got this thing, you're going to attack it, and you look like you have that thing. Yeah. So I know it's it's very important doing what you do, with, you know, um, making products that make people feel beautiful and natural, and um, I'm sure that's very satisfying to you as well. It is. That's the most satisfying thing about what I do is kind of connecting the dots for people. And I think that's why I gravitate more towards education with what I do is because I love when people have that like aha moment or when they have that like, really, I can do. Oh, wow. You know, and and it just makes it makes me feel good about offering that option, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel powerless when it comes to styling themselves or creating a different look or making themselves feel better. And so just giving them the tools to be able to do that is what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Our podcast thrives on the feedback from you guys, the listeners. If you have a moment, please leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app or iTunes. Here's what you do. You scroll down to ratings and reviews. Click on the empty purple stars, click on write a review and let us know what you love most about the podcast. Each rating and review helps us reach more and more of your fellow hair loves. And our goal is to help as many hairdressers within this industry to find success as possible. So thank you so much in advance. Next week's episode will be a roundtable discussion at Salon Republic Burbank in front of a beauty school, a bunch of beauty school's students from Burbank. It was so much fun. I got three successful hairdressers onto a panel and I took all the questions from the beauty school students and we wrapped out for at least an hour. So much great information. That is next week. I will see you there and then. Until then, have a great week.